opportunity to talk to Marissa and Neil of Highland Kites over Zoom video. Marissa was born and raised in Los Angeles, and she didn't get into music until her mid-20s. She was battling Lyme disease and a therapeutic way of dealing with it. She would journal and ended up learning to play piano and, and guitar, and she started writing songs. Neil was born in Leeds. He moved to Canada and ended up moving to Los Angeles to pursue a career in music. He's a drummer, always been a drummer. And he ended up meeting Marissa through a band he was in prior, the guitar player of that band, knew Marissa. So they all got together and started to jam and ended up forming Highland Kites. They talk about how the first record, every single song was written in a different key, which I think is fascinating. We were the first people to learn that their next record was actually a concept album. They talked to us about the tours they went on, how on one tour, an Airbnb had bed bugs, and it's just this crazy story, so you'll learn all about that in the interview. And over the course of the pandemic, both Neil and Marissa have both relocated to Nashville. And also during the pandemic, they tell us about how they taught themselves how to record. So all the new music they've been releasing, like Long Road and Delicate Strings, their most recent single, have all been written, recorded, and released by, by them. You can watch the interview with Marissa Neal on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Highland Kites. My name's Adam, and uh, this podcast is about you guys and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Nice. Great. Awesome. So it's Marissa and, and who, what's your name? Sorry. I'm sorry. Neil. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Neil and Marissa. Awesome. Thank you both for being here. Um, yeah. First off, you guys are in Nashville, correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome. My family just, we just moved here like in March. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Originally from Southern California, moved out here to, to Nashville and we love it so far. So that's, yeah. that's rad. Yeah. That's we cute. were, we were in LA. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you yeah. move here during the pandemic? We did. Ah, that's <laughs> awesome. I was just talking to somebody earlier today um, about this meme I saw, and it said, uh, Gal, uh, Gavin Newsom is named Tennessee's Realtor of the Year. I thought that was <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Super cool. All right. Well, awesome. So you're, are you both from L.A. originally? No, I am from L.A. originally. He is not. Neil, where were you born and raised? Oh, I was born in England, raised in Canada, moved to LA in uh, a few years ago, quite a few years ago, actually. Okay. How did you get into music? How did I get into music? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, did music at school a lot, like a lot of music classes. And uh, my parents were very much into jazz music. So I learned a lot about different things that way. And, you know, then got into rock and roll, met some guys, played in bands, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, right on. Yeah. Okay. And then how did you end up meeting Marissa? Uh, we met through a mutual friend about eight years ago. And I was playing with him. He invited me over to play with Marissa. And then he left and we stayed together. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, always playing drums? Always a drummer? Yes. Okay. Was that the first yeah. instrument you learned? Pardon? Was that your first instrument? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I played other instruments in, in school and I played piano when I was younger, but drums were it really for me. 
Right on. And what yeah. about you, Marissa? You're born and raised in LA? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. What was that like? I mean, I'm from San Diego. I'm sure it's kind of similar, but I lived here. Where you, what part of LA were you? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think San Diego is more of like a chill beach town. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, where was I? I mean, I kind of went, I was like the Glendale Pasadena kind of area. Most of my life I lived in Hollywood for a while. Um, but I was mainly over in like the Pasadena area. Okay. Yeah. And how, how did you get to music? Um, well, I actually didn't start learning instruments or playing really until I was like 26, 25, something like that. So, um, yeah, my life wasn't really like going in that trajectory, but I, I actually got a really intense illness. And then like through the recovery of that, I started, um, taking like these journals I had of just everything that had happened and all my thoughts and emotions about it and learning piano. And I was like, you know, maybe I should try to, I was trying to find an outlet to sort of speak and say the things that I wanted to say. Um, So I started writing songs about what happened basically as the recovery was happening. So it sort of was this personal thing I was doing in the beginning. And then as it developed, it became something that I realized, you know, maybe if I tell the story or maybe if other people um, hear this, they can, you know, be inspired by this. And it's something that, a story that I should tell to more than just myself in my living room. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I did read that you you had Lyme disease, which is awful. And I, I hope you're doing okay now. Yeah. I'm doing great now. I mean, that's, that's crushing. I, I, I can't even imagine having to go through that. And it was, so music was like a therapeutic thing or like it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. I never thought that I would end up as a musician for what I love music my whole life. Um, but growing up, I wasn't, you know, I played some piano. I was, you know, I was artistic. I drew a lot and I journaled and wrote a lot of poetry, but I never fully got into music. I was an athlete. I ran track. I played softball. I was like very athletic. So I just didn't, it wasn't how my life was going. Um, so it was interesting the way essentially like when I was going through this whole thing, art is really what got me through a lot of it because I wasn't really talking to anybody. I didn't want to talk about my sickness. I didn't want my friends to see me the way that I was. So I was pretty isolated and really all I had was art and music. And I would sort of zone out with my favorite bands and music. And when, when I got through it, it just changed how I felt about art and music in general and how important it is um, to people's lives and recoveries and just day-to-day living and the toughness of getting through life in general. So it just made me want to pursue it and just do that for other people. Mm -hmm. And what you said, piano is what you were learning when you're. Yeah. So I started off, I started off with piano. Um, I had a friend, his name is Teague. He's in LA still. He's amazing. And he came over and just started kind of teaching me piano. So I got a bunch of lessons from him. And then the way I learned is I would like pick a key and then write a song in that key until I understood the key. And then I would do the next key. And so I have songs like on our first album, every song is in a different key. Interesting. Um, (laughs) So so vicious, that record, every song is in a different key. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. I didn't really have that. 
Yeah, I didn't really have the concept of like, there are certain keys that I actually can sing well in and certain ones that I can't. <laughs> um, so I didn't really think about that. But at the time, at the time it was, I'm, I'm very much a um, like practical learner. Like I have to do it mm -hmm. and kind of mess it up and under, and then I understand it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I can do this. So when Teague was working with me, it was like, well, why don't you just, instead of just digging into theory, let's just like write a song. So every key had a song that I then practiced for like hundreds of hours because I wanted to play them live. Okay. And I just ended up learning piano theory that way. Anyway. Wow. And then you, you, what were playing out and that's how Neil, you got to meet Marissa. Like how did you guys meet up? And then with so vicious, did, were you on that record or was that just a, yeah, an, uh, okay. on it. so you yeah. had all the songs done and then you formed in Highland. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and the sound, and you can really hear it. It's funny because I've toyed with taking that album off like all the platforms before because it sounds so different from how we sound now. It's so, um, I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about it because it's my first like piece of work that I put out and it means a lot to me. And it was mm -hmm. like the catapult, um, but it's very hodgepodge. Like in terms of sound, there's a lot of like, let's just throw in the kitchen sink um <laughs> stuff going on <laughs> which is great but when I listen to it it kind of makes me happy because I'm like this is where we started and then we just sort of you know I feel proud that we were brave enough to just those are like some of the first songs that I wrote and I just was like you know what I need to just do this uh -huh. so, so wow yeah. so were you playing at a venue like how did Neil how did you meet her meet Marissa like were you guys playing the same show or were you at a show or no, no, um, I was in another band and then somehow uh, the guitar player. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, good. My dog's down here, so he might bark too. <laughs> the guitar player ended up uh, getting together with Marissa and then they invited me to come over. And so we started working on these songs back then, just, you know. One second. Without the song. And... Uh, so, you know, literally in her bedroom with the piano on the bed and I, he was playing acoustic guitar and I was playing the cajon. And so we oh, learned okay. all the songs. And actually, the, when we recorded So Vicious, that's the first time I actually played the songs on the drums. Really? Like, Everything was done on the cajon? Yeah, up until that point, yeah. So that was quite an adventure. But How was that? Good. I mean, don't you usually track drums first? Uh, well, yeah, we did. But what I mean is that's actually the first time I played it on the drums. You know, we were doing, a, you know, a scratch track and then I put the drum tracks down. But what I mean is before that, I'd only played the songs on the cajon. Well, that's what I mean. Like when you go yeah. in to track the songs, like, was it totally different? Like, how yeah, I just kind of, well, yeah, I made, just made it up as I went along. You know, wow. Because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really a cajon player. I just kind of play the cajon like the drums or right. what I think I should sound like. Okay. So in that sense, it was kind of easy to put it into the drums. Okay. So, but it worked out great. Wow. Yeah, we had a really cool space. It was a big wooden walled living room with huge beams and high ceiling. And so we actually got a really good drum sound, which is great. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I wanna, I'm curious, like, so you moved from London to Canada, then to L.A.? Yeah, I lived in, I was born in Leeds. In okay. And then uh, my parents moved to Canada when I was five. Okay. So I grew up there, went to school, learned music, all that kind of stuff. And then ended up moving to LA and we were there for a long time. 
Did you move to LA with your family or you moved? Yeah. My my wife and I moved and my kids, we moved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. And then, you know, we just was playing in different bands at different places. And then that's where I started playing. And then uh, very shortly after that, I met Marissa and that was eight years ago. Yeah. Still going. Yeah. I think at the time we were planning like our first show. Right. Or something. Did That's you already right. go over this? I no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. no, I didn't do it. We were talking about, <laughs> okay, so we're talking about recording the, how the, you, uh, Neil ended up recording drums, like a full kit. Yeah. That was like the first time you guys really played drum, like ha- had like, or had a full drum kit instead of the cajon. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was it different hearing that when you're recording Marissa? It totally was. It was great. <laughs> it kind of is, it's what, created the sound we have now because now we like don't ever play unless it's an acoustic setup you know what uh-huh. i mean on purpose we're very much like we want full band we love the drums so it kind of it started that for sure <laughs> that's like, awesome hey, it sounds way better <laughs> <laughs> and then you put out your second record what in 2015 with uh all what you left behind and what was yeah. like like tell, what was that was obviously different than the first recording because you said the, the first one was you did a different song in a different key. Like, how'd you approach the second record? Um, the second one was really, it was a, it's a bunch of songs that I had written about a particular time in my life. And it was really a story of that time period. And I wanted it to be a cohesive piece of work, you know, like starting off with a story and then going through to the end of the kind of hope and recovery at the end of that period of my life. Like a concept um, record? Kind of. Yeah. It was very like every song was very intentional in terms of like why it was on the album. We've never really told anyone or explained it. So I don't know if anyone would really get, you know what I mean? Like get that unless you listen to them in sequence, which do people do that anymore? I don't know. Um, I hope but- so. I think there's something to be said <laughs> yeah. about that, to be honest. I mean, there's a reason why certain songs are shit. There's a reason why the artist put song five is song five and, you know, song one and the end of the record yeah. as it is. It's yeah. just, We've it always, wasn't just like throwing paint at the wall. Like, oh, that yeah. one sounds good right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we're still very into that kind of thing. Like when we do an EP or we do an album, it's very intentional. It's like, okay, we want, we want, where we want like kind of the thick of it to be in the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. And then the really emotional song goes there. And then at the end, it's like this sort of conclusion Sure, is, is what we usually do. And um, that album was the first time we really got to do that. So Vicious was a little bit more hodgepodge. Like it was a little more just, these are the songs we have and we just really want to get some music out there. Um, so yeah, that was the first, like, I don't know. It's like body of work that was really meaningful in that way. When you were writing that record, did you know it was going to follow that storyline or is it just kind of happened that way? Not exactly. No, it just kind of, I took the songs that, that I wrote during that, like about that one subject and that one time period. And we looked at them all and I was like, okay, this is what makes the most sense. And this is how it went. So I'm going to kind of put them in that sequence. Okay. Interesting. And with, with that record, when you played it or when you do shows, did you play it in, in sequential order or did you now I just was like, oh, we'll play this song and then this song. And yeah, okay. normally when we play live, we kind of pick like, you know, because your set time's only like 30 minutes or whatever. Oh, oh true. Sure, sure. Yeah. I didn't know if, and no, you never, you've never discussed that that is a concept record. 
No, actually, no one's ever asked us that question. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Well, um, okay. So from 2015 to what 2020, when the when the world kind of closed down, what mm -hmm. were you were you guys touring at all? Were you playing a lot around Los Angeles? Like, what was what what did you guys have going on? Well, we had some crazy changes happening. We we definitely were playing a lot of shows before the pandemic. Um, we were, we would play a lot in LA. We've done, I think, six tours, six tours around wow. the U.S. So we we really were like a show band, if that makes sense. Like we just no, played, sure. We just that was how we promoted. That was how we promoted our singles and EPs. So. So yeah, that's what we were doing. And then I had to make a move to Florida for temp like temporarily. And that was like right before the pandemic hit. So we were thinking, oh. okay, we're just going to take a break. We'll keep, we had some songs already we were working on and we had some things we were doing. So we're like, okay, we'll have, we have a little bit to work on taking a break, but then the pandemic hit, it was a longer break. So. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, well, you, you guys said, you said you did six tours. Like, were those all like DIY? Were you opening up for somebody? Like, talk to me about those tours. And They were all DIY, like all put on. Um, it was like an immense amount of work to put them all together. Some of them were great. Like some of the shows were incredible and some of them were crappy. I think that happens on any tour. Right. You know, like we get there and we're like, where are we? What is going on? Um, <laughs> Do you remember but, a particular show that that happened? Like a particular. I think we had, there were two, there are two that come to mind. I don't know about you. Um, you can ask Neil too, but for me, okay. there are two that come to mind. One, we, <laughs> we went, we were actually touring here in Nashville and we were in a part of town that I literally haven't been to since I've been here. So I don't understand how we ended up there or like where we were. Um, <laughs> but we were in this bar. It was like this old dive bar. And there was one guy there that had wanted us to open for him. And he was a solo guy, a singer songwriter and he gets on stage there's nobody there it's maybe like one person and one guy smoking inside and i was awesome. like i feel like i'm in the 70s yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the first thing he says is like well typical nashville no one's here and i just was like this is so <laughs> terrible <Aww. laughs> like, i was just embarrassed for him and like embarrassed the whole thing was just so it was just like bad vibes all around but we played anyway and it was fun and it was like, whatever. We tend to kind of just make the most out of wherever we are and people mm -hmm. that are there enjoy it. And we're like, okay, it's fine. Um, but I have a thing about like complaining on stage. <laughs> bugged me. I was like, oh God. And then there was another time um, that the venue and stage, everything was fine, but I was not fine. Like we had, we had stayed in an Airbnb that had like terrible bed bugs. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and for three days, I hadn't slept because basically we got into the Airbnb and the guy who owned the place was like, so we had told him before, like, we're not a couple. So like, there's two places to sleep. And he was like, yeah, there's two beds or like a pullout couch and a bed. And we were like, okay, great. So we get there and there's a one, a bed. Like it was just like, and we were like, cool. So this is a problem because we're not a couple. And then on top of it, his wife was coming into town. So I was like, we're not going to like, and the floor was like, it wasn't like carpet even. It was just like hard. Oh, like wood. You couldn't sleep on it. No, it was concrete. Yeah. It was concrete. Oh. It was like concrete, weird. solid. So we were so confused. And then I'm like, okay, cool. There was a couch. And I'm like, I'll just sleep on that couch. And the guy was like, don't touch the couch. <laughs> we were like, what? 
<laughs> Why? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> You can stay Why? in my Airbnb, but do not sit on that couch. Not t- like he was so adamant. And I was like, okay, but where am I supposed to sleep? He's like, do not touch that couch. Like, don't go near the couch. Was We're it like, like white? Like all here. It was very weird. And then, so I like went over to the couch and it was like stained and kind of gross. And I was like, okay. So what we're going to do is like, we covered the whole couch with like, we had brought like sleeping bags and uh-huh. stuff. Cause we were sleeping on someone else's floor earlier. So we had all that. So we like <laughs> draped the sleeping bags over the couch and I tried to sleep on the couch, but somehow the bed bugs like got through the sleeping bags. Oh, so and is that like, why he didn't want you to sleep on the couch? Cause he knew it was I'm infested. Assuming, I'm assuming that that's what oh. happened. That's why, but it was so like deeply disturbing. And then we, (laughs) so for like three days, I couldn't really sleep because I could like feel them crawling on me. It was terrible. Yeah. So, and I was covered in just like bites, like the whole thing was just ridiculous. And we were in New York. So we were like really far from home. And then we were trying to get another Airbnb, but it was so expensive because it was last minute. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got to that final show, I was just done for like, I was like in the bathroom, like about to throw up. I was like, I can't think like it was just the craziest. It was a very crazy moment. It was a long tour too. So it was the end of it. And we were just like, yeah, we're ready to, to get go. home. <laughs> yeah. We had one more show, which was my fault. Cause I booked a final show in Austin, which oh. is close to New York. Yeah. So you had to drive all the way, but I guess it's on yeah. your way back to, on yeah. your way back to LA kind yeah. of. Yeah. So it was okay, but it was like, the show in Austin, luckily, was amazing. That's good. good. At least it went out with a bang, right? It did. Yeah, it was it a beautiful did. show. Yeah. It was perfect. I got there and like I literally trashed all my clothes and like went to like some store and bought like <laughs> burned all the bed bugs out of them. Literally, I was like, I don't even know how to fix this at this point. Like, I don't want to bring them back to my house. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't. <laughs> I come back home with like, I think by the time we drove home, I, I had like a fever. I was like, so it was so funny. Like, I just like, okay, I need a touring break for right. a minute. That was okay. like our last tour we did for a while. Cause I was like, I need a minute. This is, this is a lot. This is uh, a lot. Traumatic. <laughs> it was, it was traumatic, but it was funny because it was traumatic, but we also made some just like such incredible connections and had a, a few shows on that tour that were really, really cool. Yeah. So it was, it was still great. It just, you know, it, ha- it comes with its DIY touring is a whole, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) So right before the whole pandemic hit, you said you moved to Florida or you, okay. So you're in Florida and you guys weren't able to jam or write obviously together at this point or? Well, we were kind of making it work. He had moved to Nashville already. Oh, okay. So you're not super far. Yeah. So we weren't super far. So he had come out a couple of times to do some writing sessions, which was really cool. And then I like three or four times, I don't remember, drove up to Nashville and back, like stayed there for two weeks. We did a few shows and then drove home. That was like right before the the pandemic hit. Okay. And then once the pandemic hit, we, it was kind of a weird blessing in disguise. I know. I mean, the pandemic wasn't obviously for anyone, but the fact that we were forced to to kind of figure out what to do. And we had to learn how to record remotely uh-huh. and like write remotely. So um, that part of it was good because that has, you know, now we're releasing music that we're producing on our own and recording wow. on our own. 
which probably wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for that time period because we sort of had to adapt. Sure, sure. So the most recent stuff that like Delicate Strings that was written, I mean, recorded by you and produced by you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's so. I mean, what other song? What was the first one that you released that was done that way? Um, what was the first one? Was it like was Everyone You Know? Is that the first one we did? Yes. There's a okay. song that we were yeah, Everyone You Know was the first one. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then Break Through This, we did that yeah. way. Long road. So everything road. from there, everything, everything from there from on there. out. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, yeah, kind of cut out the middleman, so to speak. And yeah, it's yeah. been great. I mean, we've still been using um, friends and like we've been using people to mix because I'm not I'm I'm working on my mixing abilities, but I'm I know where I'm at on that. And I know our song should be mixed by an external ear. Um, so, yeah, so we've been having friends mix our stuff, but but otherwise everything else has been on our own. That's so cool. Yeah. And do yeah. you guys have a record coming out or are you just going to play more, do more singles or what, what, what's the plan? We're working really hard on getting, we actually want to do two EPs okay. randomly because there's a set of songs that I've been writing for a while and a few that I'm finishing that are very different than what we've been releasing. So they're kind of, they have a summer feel to them. They're acoustic. They're on acoustic guitar songs about my childhood and things like that, that I just had never, they never really fit story-wise into anything that we released. Mm -hmm. Um, But I finally have enough where it's a story. Like now I'm like, this is the story I've been wanting to tell for like six years that I've never been able to really tell because, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have the complete body of work. So now that we have that, we want to really, we want to record and release that as an EP next. And then after that, Shortly after that, hopefully, like in the fall, um, we have a set of like, you know, more Highland Kites, full band, moody songs about humanity. It's like kind of a humanity, isolation, introspective kind of body of work that we've been working on as well. Very cool. Very cool. And then everything's starting to open up. I know Nashville's been booking a lot of shows. Uh, Do you guys have anything planned as far as like live performances coming up? We have, um, we're not, we're just starting to get into like booking shows again. So we don't have anything booked quite yet. We do Mm -hmm. have, um, there's a kind of a collective called Treehouse in LA. I don't know if you've heard of it, Mm -hmm. but um, it's like a a pop-up writing and music event. Cool. um, In LA that was run by um, a friend named Alex in there in LA. I think I said in LA like 15 times. Is it in LA? It's in LA. Yeah. I don't know if I said that, but it's in LA. By the, um, way. By the way, no. So we <laughs> we're starting one in Nashville, which is very exciting because we've been wanting Mad. to figure out. Yeah, we've been wanting to figure out like, okay, how do we? Um, you know, we want to come here and like help the community, not just come here and like kind of take or be like, mm-hmm. listen to our music, come to our shows. You know, it's all about me. So we want to just kind of flow back and and help artists and help indie artists have a, pl- a platform a place to sing and play um that's very like i know i use the word vibey a lot it's terrible but that I is i think you've only used it once okay this is twice yeah vibey yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but it's just like you know i don't know if you have experience with this but sometimes you can go play a show let's say you're at a bar setting or something and nobody cares 
you know, and being uh-huh. in that setting where people are talking over you, yelling over you, not clapping after you play, like, cause they're yeah, not, just right not paying attention or yeah, yeah, it kind of, I mean, it is what it is. And when you play bar shows and stuff like that, that kind of comes with that territory, but having, having a space where you can go and people are really paying attention and they're absorbing the art and acknowledging the artists and when they're, what they're saying was really what we wanted. So that's what Treehouse is. And we're really excited to be doing that. So we'll probably be playing for the first one. We'll probably play a couple songs and um, we won't play all of them, but. More like a writer's round type show. It's kind of, kind of like that, but more, um, not really a round, more like okay. a bunch of people submit. We pick, we kind of curate it. Okay. Um, to make sure it's all cohesive. And then they each play, t- you know, three songs or so. And sometimes depending on the venue, because the venue changes basically every month. So oh. depending on the venue, you know, it could be somewhat full band or acoustic. It'll just depend. Every month is a little different, which makes it exciting. Just like a different experience. That's really cool. I'll look for that here in, in Nashville now. That's awesome. Yeah, you should yeah. definitely come. Our next one's going to be, I think, like, on 24th, 25th, that weekend. Of this month? Or I mean, next month? Of July. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Very so cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Treehouse Nash is the Instagram. We'll okay. I'll look it up. When it is. Yeah. Very, very cool. And thank you both so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thank you great. for having yeah. us. I have one more question. I want to know if you have uh, any advice for aspiring artists. This question is always really hard for me because I feel like should I be giving advice? Um, done a lot. I, you know, <laughs> six tours, two records. Tell me something say, that you've learned along the way. I would say the most important thing is to stay true to your vision and who you are as a, as a person and an artist. And that sounds really general, but it's so important because it is really easy to get discouraged and feel like what you're doing is not being accepted or what you're doing isn't cool or popular, or it's not going viral. You know, there's all these things you can get into with social media and with different um, ways that people tend to feel like validated with their art. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel it's super important if you have a vision and if you have a communication and a feeling that you want to impart to someone or to people, just keep going, keep saying what you want to say and your audience and the people who need your art are out there. You just have to keep going, keep communicating. Don't ever think that what you're doing is not good enough or that there isn't an audience for you because there, there is. And sometimes it's a rough time and it's, you know, you go through periods where it's, it's hard and you're like, should I even be doing this? This is crazy. Um, cause it's, can be like being an artist can be, you don't feel like you're getting a lot back sometimes. You're like, well, I'm not really getting paid. And like, why am I spending 300,000 hours? You know, you get kind of frustrated, but I think if you keep your vision and your purpose in mind and why you got into it in the first place, it will, it'll happen. I love that. Anything yeah. to add, Neil? Uh, I have a similar viewpoint too. I think just the best advice would be keep working at what you're doing work on your skills, work on your writing, learn from your mistakes, learn from what works and what doesn't. But as long as you stick to what you want to say and what you want to communicate, that's the main thing. 
Yeah.